Our longtime listeners know that our number one priority when it comes to this podcast is to be in full creative control. So we've avoided joining podcast networks and hiring managers to maintain that freedom. But what we didn't realize was just how difficult it would be to find sponsorship opportunities on our own that felt genuine and relevant. That is why Podcorn is the best place for independent podcasters who want to connect with brands. What we love about Podcorn is that we no longer have to sit and wait for sponsorship opportunities to come to us. We can browse their list of campaigns to find brands that we think our audience will enjoy, and we can sign up proposals ourselves. And once we found a brand we meshed with, the online workroom made communicating with the brand easy and efficient. You get to set your own rates, and you aren't tied down with exclusivity, which keeps you as the creator in control. And if you're sitting there thinking, I'm a small podcaster, this doesn't apply to me, think again. Podcasters of all sizes can sign up for Podcorn, and since you submit your own proposals, the power is in your hands. Podcasters are given transparency and creative freedom of when and how we monetize. Click the link in our show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Thanks, Podcorn, for sponsoring today's episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. I am so excited for this week's episode because a couple days ago, we had to like still plan all of our content stuff for March. And this is like the end of February, but anyways... Um, I just had a burst of inspiration for, like, all of the podcast really ideas ever. And they're good, too. Like, and they're for my brain. We also, like, we had a different thing planned. I know in a couple podcasts ago, we mentioned wanting to do, like, a guess what no one asked. And we still do. I just, like, haven't been having or coming across, like, as many as I feel like I usually do. So we need to build a list first. And then hopefully down the line, that podcast episode will eventually come up. Yeah. But the idea for this podcast was... Generated by a conversation that Megan and I were having a couple days ago, which is so fun because, like, that was what got us into wanting to make a podcast in the first place, was just, like, we really think that sometimes we have some interesting conversations, and I feel like it's conversations that a lot of you guys probably have with your friends and family, too, or, like, sisters, cousins, whoever, and I think let's make this a larger conversation. I would love if you guys would interact with our social media if you have your own thoughts so we can really keep this conversation going. So what are we doing today? Uh, Now that we've built this up so much, um, we are going to be talking about the existential crisis of life's timing and just how I think everyone has this picture perfect idea of like at this age I'll be doing this or I'll be you know having kids at this age having like married have a house everyone has their own timeline and when you're a kid that timeline seems so attainable because you're just like oh I know I'm five right now but it doesn't matter because when I'm you know 23 I'll be married stuff like that and then the older you get the closer to those goal ages you're like, hold on. Well, like, you know, it's weird. When you're younger, you think about, like, I remember being middle school or something, and I remember just, like, wondering what I would look like. I was like, what's, me- like, teen Megan going to look like? What's she going to be like? And it's weird because then you grow up into that person. Like, you're literally the exact same brain that you were mm-hmm. back then. You feel like the exact same person. And, or, like, maybe you've changed, but, like, you still are. And, like, you. teenage you has come and gone. You are not a teenager anymore. Like, yeah. teenage Megan has been a thing, and it's no longer like, a thing. Like, my middle school self, like, she experienced teenage Megan I am no longer in my teens. But, like, unbeknownst to yourself, because to you, nothing is changing. Yeah. But when you're younger, especially, like, and you're starting to just, like, think through the future of different big events that happen in your life, you're just like, oh, like, this, I wonder what this is going to be like. I'm thinking ahead to this, and then we actually get to those moments. I feel like it's almost, in a sense, it's almost underwhelming because you kind of build it up a lot when you're younger, but it's also, like, that doesn't really make any less fun. I just feel like it's more realistic. That's how I experience things, mostly. Or sometimes I think that it kind of freaks me out a little bit more when it comes to aging because I think like oh well future Sierra like she'll have it figured out or like future Sierra yeah. like she'll be older about you this. Get, and, and I'm like I'm not like I'm not going to change who I am like I am who I am and like if I do change like that's going to be yeah. me actually changing like at some point present Sierra is going to have to change if future Sierra is going to show any improvement or like so many people when the older you get the more you start to realize that actually no one has anything figured out whatsoever everyone's just doing what they do because that's what they're supposed to do like, when you're younger, you think adults have it really figured out, and then you start to think, like, well, I have to learn to figure it out, but then eventually you realize, like, no, no one has it figured out. We're all just kind of doing our daily things. Like, people at their nine to fives will be like, I know what I'm doing, but also, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Literally. So, and that's so just kind weird. of, like, what sparked this whole conversation is us talking about that. 
Um, so the bulk of this episode is going to be more so focused on the timeline of dating and relationships will be, like, the huge bulk of this episode, just because I feel like that's what has the most pressure put on it, and, like, a lot of other things in life are coordinated around that. And that's what we, like, we are mostly talking about ourselves, yeah. too. And then going off of that, kind of, like, family, kids, and career to finish it off. But okay. We're Before. a little ourselves. Before we get into that, we're going to do our weekly spotlights. So I recommend if you guys haven't done so this week, think of something that you're happy that happened this week or something that you're grateful for, or just like if you've been in a good mood, recognize that and say, I'm glad I've been in a good mood recently. Maybe the weather has been improving because it has been a little bit over here and it's really boosting my mood, especially when the sun's out and I can feel the warmth. Oh, it just makes me so happy. It's so fun when the 40s or like high 30s feel warm and yeah, welcoming. it feels like summer. Okay, so I even like switched out. We went from puffy coats to, like, rain jacket, mm-hmm. heavier coats. Although today, when I was waiting outside a little bit, I was kind of like, you know. Could have I, used my other coat. I still could have kept my puffy coat on. So, definitely not probably putting that away for the season yet. Um, but, yeah. So, my weekly spotlight is that and it's just kind of, like, all over the place. Honestly, there's, not, like, not one specific thing. But I've been feeling really well balanced recently. Or just, like, I was kind of nervous getting into... Um, like, the first three weeks of classes, we didn't have any exams, and so starting, like, last week, which was our fourth week of classes, and this is our fifth week now, like, exams are pretty much, like, here on out. Like, here we go. there is something, and not all of them are, like, big exams, but there is something or multiple things every single week just about until the end of the semester, and so I was kind of, like, I just really hope that I can, like, manage my time well and be balanced with the things that I'm doing and I feel like I have been, and I've been happy with the grades that I've gotten back so far, and I feel like I've still been finding time to do things that I, like, still want to do and, like, know how to not overdo it. I'm still working on that a little bit, um, but I've been I've been happy with that. Nice. Um, mine's kind of related to that. I have, like, a small, simple one that's just like, oh, like, go me, and then, like, a more actual weekly spotlight, but we got our cardiopalm exams back, and I got a 71 out of 70. I'm guessing he gave just everyone a point back and, like, is removing a question. So, that was very nice, but I, like, left that exam feeling like, I nailed that. Yeah, like, held it. Like, don't you love that feeling when you you finish and you're like, that is everything that I, like, studied for, and it was exactly that, so that was nice. Or also, we, I don't know how we didn't notice this, like, right away, but that class, we had a lab exam in last week, and so that was for percussion and stuff, and I was under the impression that, like, because we have lab every single week, and so I was like, oh, we will have, like, lab exams multiple times. That was the only lab exam that we had, so I think that the lab component is going to be still like practicing skills and stuff but also I'm just like there's no lab exam yeah and so really the fact that off. the rest of it is like just lecture exam stuff like I can kill the lecture exam usually oh, don't you like, worry about that this class is set up really well for me like I thrive on the setup of this class where it's just like here are all your notes here's the powerpoint slides you know and then like as he's going through he's like talking about the important stuff and like just you just yeah. know it all and honestly, what's been good, too, is, like, at least for this first unit, we've taken exercise phys, and a lot of people in our class probably have, too. And that class, like, really sets you up well for yeah. the class that we're in now, which is cardio poem, so it makes sense. Um, and that was really helpful, so. Anyway, on the more, like, actual uh, weekly spotlight, we got to virtually go wedding dress shopping with Haley because uh, due to COVID, the bridal boutiques she was, well, the bridal boutiques she was at only allowed three guests, and so she took... Um, our mom, our grandma, and then her future mother-in-law. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to go. But, I mean, we did it through FaceTime, and she went to two different boutiques. First Haley, of was- you didn't hear me say this, but in a way, it was kind of good because me and Sierra got to, like, meet ourselves <laughs> and sometimes have some little side discord. <laughs> um, but, yeah, don't give me- we loved the dress that she picked, so that was all, like, good. Yeah. But just some of the other options where um, other people were, like, big fans, me and Sierra would be like, hmm, okay. Yeah, well, the first place that we... Well, we weren't there, but the first place that they were at where mom FaceTimed us, I was not liking the vibe because the people that worked there were saying, like, oh, like, don't face don't FaceTime them until, like, she has three dresses picked out, but then, like, our mom was FaceTiming us, and the connection was really bad, so we couldn't even tell what was going on. Like, Haley would be like, what opinion. do you think? And it'd be like, it's a white dress, like, I can't tell anything like else. Like, the pixels, it was really pixely. If there was any details on the dress, like, we couldn't see it, so everything, like, just seemed plain white, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, I can't really give an opinion because I feel like I'm not even seeing the dress right now, and yeah. Second place, though, much better. Uh, the worker was much more friendly and willing to have us, you know, accommodated, and, like, the FaceTime was all good, and the internet connection was much better, could actually see things, 
Uh, and like Megan said, it was and the funny. styles of the dresses were just like so much. They were. I could tell. They, were, they had so much more. First of all, like it was a much bigger place, and I just liked them all better. I could just tell from like when you, they were pulling the dresses, like I was like, this is way more my vibe at least. I was like, I don't know what Haley's vibe is, and, like how different. Because we don't have the exact same style as we Haley. don't. But we definitely like. She got a dress that she liked, and me and Sarah also really liked it. So yeah. and like well. Also, I just Haley, for when you are a bridesmaid for our weddings, like. You can be as honest as you want, like, I don't really care, but I was, like, I always told myself, I'll, like, I'll be honest, but when you're in that moment, I'm just, like, I don't know if she kind of likes it, like, do I just, like, say, oh, like, it looks good, even though, like, I don't really like it, but don't worry, Haley, I do actually like the dress that you did get, but there's something tried on where I was, like, I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) So. Um, but it was fun, and, um, I think that for bridesmaid dresses, we're planning on doing, like, an online thing, so, like, we probably won't have, like, an in-person, like, dress trans situation, but... All will be well. And I think that a lot of people do that anyways for mm-hmm. bridesmaid dresses, so it doesn't really matter because um, it's usually more affordable, which is definitely nice. Okay. So, all that being said, Let's we're going to go ahead and into pop into the bulk of the episode, starting off with dating and relationships and all the timelines surrounding that. Okay. So, I feel like a good place to start with this is, if you guys don't know, me and C are both 21 I was going to do, like, 30, 30, and thriving, <laughs> but we're not 30, not I think 30. there is a thing for 20s. I don't remember what it is. Really. Um, so, in our goals and resolutions video, video episode, we did say that, like, okay, we would like to start, you know, actively dating and taking it more seriously this year because we need to. We should. <laughs> we want to. I'm like, we need to. <laughs> yeah. No, like, You're we just want like, to. Uh, the dread. Um, and so... My only resolution, honestly, was, like, because last year, obviously, nothing went to plan for anyone, and... Yeah, it was a goal last year, but obviously, things happened, and that's not the case of, like, just didn't happen last year, so I made my goal this year, I think, really simple, and hopefully, mid to tail end of this year, like, very attainable. My goal was to go on one date. That was it. That's it. And my goal was three dates, for no particular reason, except for three just seemed like a nice, solid number. One is better than last year honestly what i think is that when you push yourself to even just go on one date like what your goal is and you go through it and it's like everything is fine then you'd be like okay i could do that again yeah i agree with that um and so this just like got us thinking about like the whole timeline aspect of like okay we're 21 um and i was like Haley's getting married next year hopefully pending everything going okay um in april and like i remember being younger and just kind of not really assuming but thinking oh wouldn't it be so fun if by the time one of us gets married and Haley being the oldest, like, assuming Haley's going to get married first. I was like, and like, we've kind of known for a while since she's been dating Ashton for so long that she was going to get married first. Yeah. And so I was like, wouldn't it be fun to like, and I've never like been planning this out or anything. I was just like, wouldn't it be fun to like be dating someone seriously, seriously enough where I feel like that could be my person that I end up marrying, you know, like that long-term or like at least like significant enough of a relationship where you just like feel like they're that person. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it doesn't even have to be that person, but like that hope is there. And we're talking about, like, as, like, a by Haley's wedding, like, you know, Megan has a date, I have a date, and, like, that's, like... Like, I wouldn't want to the, be just, like, I don't really want to take someone, and I don't think I honestly... I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't take someone just, like, to have a date at a wedding. And, like, some people do that. I would not. You know what I mean? I feel like so, I especially wouldn't do that if I'm in the wedding. Yeah, true, yeah. I'd be like, you can go sit over there, I, like, I guess. I know, I'm talking more for so just, like, people do that for, like, random weddings, and I, like, would feel... If someone asked me that I, like... If someone asked me to go to a wedding with them as, like, a date because, like, we don't know each other that well, I'd be like, no. Like, yeah, I'm just supposed to be at a wedding that I have absolutely no idea who anyone is. Yeah. I don't know why some does not that. sound like a fun time to me. Anyway, but, like, back to, like, the whole timeline kind of thing. Like, I've never really, like, picked, oh, like, by this age I'm going to be married. But, like, still in my head, like, having no dating experience ever, I'm just like, I'll probably be married by the time I'm, like, <laughs> 27. And I have no reason to think that. I'm just like, I don't know, six years from now, like, I'll probably have it figured out by then. But, like, six years Sierra from, like, six years from now Sierra is no different than, like, current Sierra except for, like, six years later. Like, the mind is the same. Yeah. So, and, like, I do think I'll, like, have started dating by then. But, like, the whole thing that freaks me out is, I don't know when we included this in, like, the outline, but I'm just, like, all over the place right now. Um, I feel like it's, we didn't do our disclaimer. Oh, (laughs) hold on. Pause. Um, we wanted to make a disclaimer saying, like, even though what we're talking about seems like we're, like, freaking out, having an, ex- like, existential crisis about this, it's not that deep. Like, it's all just for fun. Yeah. 
So that's the disclaimer. I just realized, like, what I was about to go into, like, was going to sound so crazy. (laughs) And I need people to know that, like, I don't think about this, like, when I sleep at night. It's just fun to think about, or, like, you have to admit, I feel like 90% of the time, like, 90% of people will think about this at some point in time. It's just natural. Yeah. So, also, like, sorry if I'm speaking fast, because I feel like when I get worked up, like, I just speak fast. So, I'll try and slow down. That was a critique that we've gotten recently. Um, so back to the timeline thing. Like, I envision being married by 27 for no reason except for it seems, like, late enough where it's still, like, possible. And I also, like, have, like, this aversion, like, probably most people, of being married, like, after 30 for, again, like, no reason. Like, you just kind of were like, I don't want to not be married when I'm 30. But then we have to think about is, you know, you have to do the whole work backwards thing. If I want to be married by 27, then that means I have to date someone for, in my opinion, I feel like two years at least is kind of a good benchmark. So I'm like, okay, I have to start dating them them by the time I'm 25, which, like, honestly makes me feel good because I feel like that gives me some leeway for, like, any, like, bad failed relationships to, like, between 21 and 25, like, that can happen. Yeah. Do you have to, like, date for two years and then you'd expect engagement and then, like, another year for that? I guess... My thing is, as long as I know, I don't know, like, how to word this. Because I guess I didn't include the engagement in that scenario. <laughs> um, but so I also, like, wouldn't adding. mind, like, getting married at 28. Like, I feel like as long as I'm married before okay. I'm 30, then so it's like, like, I also want to be married before having kids. But, like, I don't want to have kids until later anyways. We'll get to that, you know, later in this episode. But I feel like the biggest thing for me is just, like, if you are dating someone, and obviously, like, I know everyone has this feeling, but you're, like, I, like, am going to marry this person, then, like, it doesn't really matter when that happens to me as long as it's, like, before 30. (laughs) Okay, next thing that we have is, like, family expectations of your relationships and just, like, people wanting to know what's going on. Are you seeing anyone? And we're going to talk a little bit just, like, about our experiences Mm -hmm. with that and how, honestly, like, when these happen, like, it doesn't really boost my confidence at all for, like, (laughs) I'm just, like, another year, another no, I'm not dating anyone, and another, like, just me thinking, like, what am I doing wrong? You know what I feel like is a thing? Because we have a huge family on our dad's side, like, uh, Stitch so Christmas, I feel like we've talked about it on the podcast before, but, like, we have, like, 30 cousins or something like that, and it's not uncommon for, like, if a cousin has a boyfriend or girlfriend, like, they'll bring them to Stitch Christmas, and, like, people, like, in the family just get to know people's significant others through that, and, like, people have obviously, like, broken up, you know, started dating people new, like, it's whatever, but Megan and I have literally never brought anyone there, and so I'm just, like, People, to me, act like it's literally so easy to, like, get into a relationship. And these people, like, most of our family on our dad's side, like, they're from smaller towns than we are. They have an even smaller dating pool than (laughs) I do, and they still make it work. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just, like, I honestly feel like, sorry if we've talked about this specific story on the podcast before, but I'm just gonna, like, there's two things that I can, we can bring up for just, like, examples of things that, like, I think of when I think about, like, people or friends or family, like, asking about your dating life and also like i want to say it's not like so much that i mind people yeah, asking I don't really because mind. i get you know the whole life update kind of thing like even if i didn't bring someone they're like oh like are you you know one are you dating someone because you could have been dating someone and not brought them or just like because we don't see our family that often so it's like you know that yearly update or so so i don't mind that i feel like more so like this is this stuff and these situations don't bother me i just genuinely feel clueless like i must not know how to date people literally no that's how i feel like i literally just must have not read a book or something literally i'm just like you guys know something that i don't because you guys act like it's so easy so first thing was i mean two or three years ago at this point it was probably 19 um and we were just like talking with one of our cousins at the stitz christmas and you know we were chatting and then they asked if we were dating anyone and we were like no and i think we probably asked if they were dating anyone. I don't know the sequence of events, but, like, they were, like, yeah, well, like, I'm talking to someone right now, and then, like, our cousin was just, like, why? Like, that was it. Why aren't you dating anyone? And, and I was like, just, like, I don't know. Like, what a, I was taken aback by the question because I was just, like, why am I not dating someone? But, like, you guys have to let me know if anyone has ever had that conversation with you because how do you answer that question in a way that even remotely or, like, makes especially sense? because I think a lot of times when they ask why, maybe he was implying, like, oh, why are you, like, not act like, are you actively not trying to date right now? Like, do you feel like your plate's heavy right now? But I've never really actively avoided dating. That's the other thing that bothers it me. It just hasn't happened, really. Is when people assume, like, when you're single and you say, like, you're not dating and they're, like, too busy with school or, like, they give you, like, too something credit, honestly. on your plate to be, like, not focusing on that right now. And I'm just, like, I'm not And honestly, not like, focusing on it. I don't know if they do it because they don't want to, like, imply that you're not dateable. I wouldn't, like, 
I'm, I don't I'm think that confident way. in myself. I think I am dateable. I just haven't figured oh, out I how know to date. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's not the issue for me. Is like, I feel confident in myself, and I know eventually, I hope that I find, like, that person, and, like, I am not against dating. Like, I'm not acting like I have anything on my plate that's keeping me from dating. So, therefore, that leads me back to what steps am I not following to be meeting people, to p- be putting myself out there. And, like, I can – I'm not dumb. I know, like, that I'm not doing that. But Watch I, my like, vlog. try to make – like, we'll get to, like, stuff later. But I'm just, like, if I were to try and, like, make lists of, like, what to do, it's still hard for me to even think of things to change to make things happen. And then it gets tricky because, like, in my head, like, I know that you have to put, like, some, you know, foot forward in an effort to start dating. But, like, I don't want to make such conscious decisions – about doing that stuff to be like, oh, hopefully I meet someone. Like, hopefully or, like, I'm going to go to this place to meet someone. Like, that's there's, too much. Right? There's two extremes. One is you have to obviously, like, put yourself out there to meet new people if you are going to potentially start dating someone. And then there's, like, the as soon as you stop trying, like, you'll meet them. And I'm just like, I don't have faith in the second one, honestly. <laughs> if I, really I stop don't. trying, which, like, again, I haven't been trying. So if I just keep doing what I'm doing, it's literally – almost impossible for me to meet someone other than like at the grocery store and trust me that's not happening i have this in here i'm like doing the same thing over and over again it's the definition of insanity so clearly something has to change because i know what i do on a daily basis and that's not gonna apartment door (laughs) that's not gonna help me so like i go grocery shopping i go to the gym people usually like i know sometimes people will be like oh like the gym could maybe but like most people are like okay no you don't go approach people at the gym mostly and also there's a pandemic going on so like that really puts it out of the question, and that also wouldn't necessarily be my preferred way to meet someone either. Like, I don't know anything about you. Not that, like you really know anything about anyone, anyways. But I've I literally know. tried to think of like what is my preferred way of like meeting someone, and I'm just like, oh, like I think of something they, like, like eh, no. about everything. Like I'm like thinking of someone like coming up to me at the gym, and I'm just like, one, it, it seems like nice it's flattering, but then you're also like, I would also hate that. I don't know. Like I don't hate the idea totally, but then I'm just like. I mean, not to be, like, superficial, but it is superficial. You'd have to, like, literally think they were attractive in order to, like, be like, oh, you're like, yay. You know, yeah. if you didn't find them attractive, you'd be like, Like, that completely oh. changes the scenario. And, like, you can't, like, help how you feel about how someone looks. Yeah. It just is, I feel. So, so stuff like that. Um, anything else? Oh, and then the other story was with, like, a friend. And it was, like, kind of just, like, along the same lines of, like, um, she asked if we were dating someone and we were saying no because we were kind of, like, catching up. And then she was like, oh, like, do you have a crush on anyone? And we were like, no. I feel like you guys have to let me know. Like, do you still actively have crushes, like, the older you've gotten? Or do you just not? Because I haven't had a crush on someone since high school. Like, I've never had a crush on someone in college. Like, because also, here's the thing. I did date someone briefly, but I still wouldn't define <laughs> that, about that as a crush. You forgot about this conversation? You found no, the I, that I like, dated you said, I just thought it was funny that you were like, Oh, like, I haven't had a crush on anyone in college, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, so Megan's like, but I had a boyfriend, so I just thought that was funny. But, like, here's, my definition is that a crush is someone that you maybe don't talk to that much, or you start off as friends, and you just like that person, and that's it. But, like, when I was, like, dating someone, we were introduced, and it just kind of, like, started from there, so I, there was never really, like, a crush, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So... I just, like, haven't had that feeling since high school, and I feel like, so when she was asking me, like, oh, you, like, you don't have a crush on anyone, like, in your classes or anything, I don't know what her classes are like, <laughs> but I'm usually in a giant lecture hall, I mean, in undergrad anyways, or, like, my classes that were small were small, and there was not a lot of people in there, not a lot of options, not anyone that I was ever interested in. Maybe you just have too high of standards. That was just my personal experience. So those were the two stories that I thought I'd share. Anything else to add for... Family related stuff. I don't know. This might have been mentioned later, but I feel like since you already brought up like uh your boyfriend how you like met through you met through Maggie, that's how you guys met. But like we could bring up how like we've decided that our preferred way of meeting people is not through like other people that we know because I guess you can share your okay. experience. How about let's wait till we get to that just so we don't like lose track of stuff. Okay. Um we'll get back to that. Um the next thing we'll we wanted to talk about <laughs> is universal experiences that are very common, but if you miss them, you can't experience them again. And that, we like that it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So, I have, like I said, never been in a relationship. And sometimes, like, this doesn't happen very often, but just, like, every once in a while, people are like, you know how it is, like, the high school, like, 
you know, puppy dog love thing. And I'm like, no. And, like, I will literally never experience that <laughs> because I'm out of high school. Yeah. And, like, or, like, even college. Or, like, of, you know, college too. Because, like, you know, like, when you, like, meet someone at college, like, also, that expectation of, like, meeting who you're going to marry in college needs to be, like, put away because that doesn't happen for probably most people, I would guess. I would guess, yeah, most people know. Unless you go to BYU. <laughs> True. Um, but then, like, I also do realize that, you know, just because, like, I never experienced, like, you know, having a high school relationship or college relationship, there are, you know, there's the flip side of that coin where, you know, people could have been in a relationship through the entirety of college and never been single in college. Not, like, I would like, say, like, something that they would experience yeah. either. So, it kind of goes both ways. But it's just, like, weird to think about, like, those are themes, like, common themes in, like, TV shows, movies, books, and it's, like, something that is not necessarily relatable. Like, like you can imagine. Can, that's what I was yeah. going to say. It feels like something you can imagine and envision, and you're like, yeah, I get that. But you're like... <laughs> But no, I don't get that. No, I've never actually experienced that. So just weird stuff. Okay. We already talked about the pandemic and how that has not helped us with our dating situations last year and, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure it didn't help anyone out really. So this is when we kind of get into, we know that after the pandemic is over, um, I'm okay, the pandemic was not, was not the whole problem. Okay. There was pre-pandemic time where <laughs> we act like we still- were didn't do anything it's unfortunate because I feel like I was like gearing up right I felt like last year like I was ready and like I was starting to get ready (laughs) (laughs) I was in like the prepping phases (laughs) and then it just I didn't get to find out my true potential um and so I'm still trying in my prepping phases to figure out okay what are we going to change because something needs to be different um because in undergrad like I would go to class I would do my things I would be on campus sometimes like get lunch on campus or like be at the library studying around but like and I'd go to the rec to work out but like that was all I did pretty much and like I'm probably not gonna meet my significant other doing those things like such mundane things Mm -hmm. you know we need to do we need to like separate (laughs) because like imagine like from an outsider's perspective like you and I like we're together a lot of the time and so like how do you balance that? Even if they like, want the, I know, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying like living daily life versus like <laughs> I know, Megan. Okay, I know. But I'm just saying like from an no, outsider's perspective, let's say someone sees either of us, or like the awkward thing is like we're twins. So like, what if they're like, I would approach either of them, right? <laughs> so then, like, I get it, but I also feel like less special. Yeah. <laughs> like, wasn't didn't it happen at one point? Like, not like someone approaching us, but like I swear it might have just been like a DM or, or like, something. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, just because sometimes we'll get, like, random DMs from, like, it won't even be people, like, near us. It'll just be, like, random DMs. But I'm, like, there's, like, I'll get DMs of, like, people that are just kind of, like, oh, like, showing interest and, like, I'm not interested at all. And so, but then I'm just kind of, like, I always wonder, like, did they message Sierra this exact same thing? Yeah. Be a little, like, at least make a choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if you don't care, like, choose. Yeah. Um, what else do I have to say about that? Oh, but just to finish my thought, um, we need to do things separately so that you know one of us could just be like walking around somewhere all yeah. alone and then all this that we're saying <laughs> never happens it just might yeah um i agree that we probably would benefit from splitting up more i just <laughs> it's like that don't know the practicality of just like i don't even know like what i would like right? what do i want to do i don't know like what are you gonna go do by yourself and also be safe <laughs> yeah in today's day and age Okay, so this got me thinking, if I was actively trying to think of post-pandemic world, what could we do? Like, what do I need to add on my list of like, okay, Megan, do this to put yourself out there. So I was trying to make a list. And maybe you guys could honestly help me out with this list. Ooh, I have an idea. Okay. Do you want to interrupt me? Here, you can like say something, but then I have like one of the, one of mine's like an add-on. But okay. it's our, it's up our alley. Okay. Um, I was going to say that... My, the start of my list was go to the bars, which we... Okay. Trivia nights. I could do that. Because we did that one time with Haley, and that was pretty fun. The thing is that I'm not, like, that knowledgeable. I mean, I feel like I am knowledgeable, but... Me, like, but, just go to go, and, like, that's a situation yeah. I feel more comfortable in than just, like... I mean, a lot of people in a college town, like, they just go to the bars to go to the bars, and... I need to have a good time. <laughs> and, like, that's not... 
ever something I was interested in, like, especially in undergrad, people go to the bars underage, and, like, you can even do that legally if you don't drink and go get out before before 10, 10, whatever, like, that was always an option in theory, but I was never, I was like, what will I do? I was like, exactly. (laughs) What do I do? Or, um, dance? No, thank you. I was like, meet through friends of friends is something people do, like, or you go, you follow your friends to places, and, like, you meet people there, and, but I was like, here's the problem you need friends to meet <laughs> people through friends. And I say that in, like, I'm A not, loving way yeah, to exactly. myself. You guys know, like, we're in a very safe space with ourselves right now. Or, like, I don't feel, like, bad about not having a large group Same. of friends. So, like, do I I'm understand that it matter-of-factly. It would make some things easier, like this, like we're talking about. But, like, I don't feel the need to actively seek out friendships. Like, I'm all for, you know, friendships sprouting out of nowhere. But, like, at this point in time, it's just too much work to yeah. do that. So, that's kind of, like, and especially in undergrad, too, like, that's why, maybe if we had met, like, friends, like, we could have been pushed to or felt more comfortable going and doing things that were more outside of our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it would be going out to the bars or just, like, people do, like, house parties, too, or stuff like that, like, I would have done that probably just to go meet people. Yeah. Like, I think I maybe would have been able to do that, um, so... But that wasn't a good experience that we ever had. We never, ever went to a party in undergrad, and, like, I don't feel bad about that, honestly. I don't either. I'm like, just, like, laughing just... at There's probably people that are listening that are just like, what? Poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You guys can think that. Um, I mean, I sometimes I'm like, I wish I almost, like, could have, like, an experience like that, but, like, what was I supposed to do? I literally could not have, like, figured out where a party was on my own. <laughs> no, you know? literally. Like, I would honestly sometimes be like, I know people sometimes just, like, hear about things through other people, and, like, they just go where their friends are going, but I'm just like, how are you guys figuring out where to go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways. That's a side point. So, then, I also threw in fun fact. Um, I guess, actually, this was a thought point and then a fun fact. So, I said, um, first of all, because I was like, okay, go to the bars maybe once the pandemic's over to try. And, like, that's, like, one of the few places where if you go to, especially in a college town, like, people are going to be, feel comfortable approaching you. People are there to meet other people. Yeah. A lot of the time. And that's good. That's what I need to do. That's probably, like, one of the few socially acceptable places to do that. And so, I was like, I don't think I would like being at the bar, but maybe I just need to go with the greater purpose of trying to branch out. But then again, do I really think that I'm going to meet, like, the one at the bar? I don't know. I said, fun fact, our parents met at a bar. (laughs) And the other fun fact is that they are divorced. (laughs) But I was just like, because then I was trying to That's an unrelated point, but we just thought it was funny. Yeah. I was trying to think. They're listening. They're laughing right now. (laughs) Yeah. But we were trying to think of, like, people that were close to, like, how do people meet people, if that makes sense. And so it was like, okay, our parents met at a bar, our older sister met her, um, fiancé now. I honestly, like, keep saying boyfriend, but... You do. I've realized that. I'm just, like, not used to saying fiancé. So, they met because they both swam, and so, like, they knew of each other, and they also, like, followed each other on social media, so, like, they got in touch that way. And then Maggie met her current current boyfriend because they went to high school and were in the same friend group. And so, those were, like, the people that are, like, close to me, where I'm like, okay... I could do none of that. Yeah, literally, because I'm just like, I don't do sports anymore. Um, I'm not going to the bars right now. And I don't know if I want to meet someone, like, at a bar. Like, I'm... Right? I'm kind of like... I know a lot of people, like, everyone goes to the bar, right? Like, it encompasses a whole large group of people, but I'm also kind of like... I'd almost be, like, showing a fake persona. I'd be like, this yeah. is my first time at the bar ever. And I don't plan on coming back, right? <laughs> you know what I do think? Like, I don't know what kind of bar vibe this is, but, like, Smash Park in West Des Moines, yeah. is, like, way more my speed of it, and it's, like, I don't know if it's classified as a bar. Honestly, college town bars scare me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe this was something that, like, I thought would be fun to do, and I wanted to do, this was before the pandemic, but I, like, there was one place that has, like, a, what is it called? Silent, silent disco. That sounds awful. I thought it seemed fun. A silent maybe. disco? I did that for <laughs> Dance Marathon. It's awkward. Like it. <laughs> oh. It's like you just take your headphones off and there's no music. Or like, on. it would be funny because like, uh, there's a couple different channels and so people would be like dancing to one song and then like they, everyone would switch it and like you switch it too and then like you're dancing that song but then like everyone else switches and you're like, oh, you're by yourself again. <laughs> it's kind of alienating that way. Okay. I just had a good idea. Never this mind. would never happen. But like imagine, I love escape rooms guy, escape rooms. Imagine if like an escape room place like set up blind dates. Could you imagine? That's a good idea. <laughs> you can start that. <laughs> I'll pitch that to an escape room place. They'll be like, that. I think an escape room would be a fun first date. It would be. Yeah. 
It's just like, you need to find somebody to go on that first yeah, date with. I have them set it up for me. <laughs> You'd be like, you, here's my credentials. Yeah. Find someone, find my perfect match. Or I just, <laughs> I sign up for an escape room by myself and then they'll put me in a group with other people <laughs> and I'll be like, hello. <laughs> you show up and it's all women. And you're yeah, like, oh. oh. Well, I'll have fun anyways. Yeah. Girls night. Okay. Could you so, imagine, hold on. Imagine someone signing up for an escape room just like by themselves and like you're like, that gives me the same energy as I'm not here to judge, but like I'm someone that gets like super stitious and like nervous. And like for example, this was like I don't know where to start honestly because I'm, like layers <laughs> what I'm saying. I was gonna say that gives me the same energy as someone who goes to the movies by themselves. But I say that not trying to be rude. I think that's perfectly fine. Saying it lovingly. But I like there's many experiences where like we've gone to a movie theater and like if someone like comes in by themselves like. I just am, like, more suspicious of that person, if that makes sense. Or, like, I remember just, like, there's, like, obviously the Colorado Aurora shooting, like, things like that that I'm, like, that freaked me out. And, like, I honestly always think about when I'm in a movie theater. I'm just, like, paranoid. Oh, everyone in the U.S. does. Paranoid um, by that stuff. And so I was trying to, like, kind of see what people are doing or, like, if I think people are acting suspicious. So not to, like, be rude to people who go to movie theaters by themselves, but I would probably be, like, wary of you. That was all. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Okay, what else? What else? Any other locations or ideas you That's had? That's why I was like, I yourself? can't think. Like, I need ideas, people. Where else do you, like, I don't know. I'll pro- I'll be here over the summer. There's an Iowa City Farmers Market, but like, what's that gonna do? It's just so exhausting to like think of ideas, but then like, can't this just happen? Like, you know, out of happen. Like, I honestly, like, I'm I don't such a homebody. The fact that I have to think of place like things to do outside of my home is like. I'm partially doing it with the intent to, like, just find and meet new people to potentially date, and I'm just, like, so it feels like I'm doing all of that, not just, like, go, like, oh, go to the bars to have a fun time. It's, like, yeah. I'm doing that, too, hopefully And, like, that people. sounds annoying, too. Right? So how do you... I'm hoping, like, maybe I'll just start enjoying trivia nights and do it for myself. And then eventually the person will come along, yeah. and I'll be, like, my plan works. <laughs> They'll be, like, I keep seeing you around uh, trivia nights. And then you end up, like, dating a trivia, trivia nerd, and you're, like, this is not really what I had planned, but... Yeah. Okay. So, I don't really know of anywhere else to, uh, well, actually, I do know of one other place to meet people, and that is a good segue to the next section, oh. <laughs> which is dating apps. So, Sierra and I have both, um, perused a couple different dating yeah. apps, and we're just gonna talk about that. <laughs> so, we have tried dating apps. Yeah. Um, I have been off of them for a while, and I have no intention of getting back on them, but I definitely, like, for a good period of time, um, probably, like, a year or something, like, I would go on, then go off, and then maybe I tried a different one, like, I never had multiple at one time, just because I was, like, I like to compartmentalize, yeah. like, I'm only doing one thing at a time and testing that out, and so... Plus, you start to realize, anyways, that it's most, it's all the same people yeah. on the other apps. You just, like, kind of get different things with the, some of the different apps, and so I've tried Hinge, Bumble. I hated Bumble for some reason. Like, I don't even remember why I hated it. I just remember download. I downloaded it and, like, immediately deleted. I liked the idea of Bumble, but I already told Megan this. Like, I didn't like the fact that the girls had to make the first move. I totally understand why a lot of girls would like that, but I am very selective with my matches anyways that, like, I wouldn't be afraid of, like, getting a weird, like, message or anything, like, on Tinder, for example, and I do not know, like, what an opening line is, so I was like, I'm not gonna send the first message, yeah. which kind of defeats the whole purpose. Okay, so going off of that, um, I, um, I'm going to be honest, you guys, I am so incredibly judgmental of people's dating profiles, and maybe that's the norm, I don't know, like, I feel like, in a way, you are judging every single person you're seeing on a dating app, but, like, I scope them out, I will do so much digging if possible, like, first of all, I'm usually, like, I find something usually almost immediately where I'm, like, swipe left, but if I'm, like, potentially, like, I could almost maybe, like, match with this person. I, like, try and do as much digging as possible. Well, I don't want to match with them. I agree with you. Matching. I don't want to match with them, and then only to realize, like, five minutes later, I'd be like, eh, no, never mind. Yeah. So, I thought that it would be, I guess, like, also, just to say, like, how picky I feel like I am on dating apps. In a span of, like, a year, let's say, where I would be on and off of them, I definitely swiped right less than ten times easily and then I feel like I definitely did not match with more than five people because that's how selective and I never even felt like super strongly about yeah, the five literally, people that I matched I was with. gonna say to Megan like um I feel like my experience is roughly the same but like after a while you get so bored of like only swiping left that you're just like this person's decent and you swipe right on them and then you're you like, do well, and you're like oh, actually 
I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, it became like this, it was a waste of time, honestly. And you know what's funny? I don't think I told you this, but there was one time that I had matched or, with. You know what I hate some, on Tinder? What? The super like. I hate that because I it tells like, you, it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no. Yeah. Or like, I didn't know. I just like, it weirded, it would weird me out. And I know it's, like, it says it's supposed to get you like more matches. And I think it shows you to the person you super liked faster or something. But like, I don't like that. Anyway, after this is just a side point, but I had matched with someone on Tinder. I don't think we ever like started a conversation or anything. And then like weeks later, <laughs> I think he messaged me being like, I think I saw you on YouTube. <laughs> on Tinder? Yes. <laughs> I didn't respond, I don't think, because oh. I was like, probably hi. <laughs> Funny. Okay, so that being said, I thought it would be a fun little segment of this episode to discuss the simple things, maybe some of them are like more like, yeah, people are going to swipe left on that, but just like things that would make us personally swipe left. And again, if this is not something you swipe left on, or if this is stuff that's on your profile, like, I don't care, it's perf- perfectly fine. It's just, like, this is the things that I look for to know, to kind of gauge whether I think you'd be a good match or not. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And I'm sure everyone has their own criteria, criteria for what that means. So, starting off, um, Snapchat filters. This isn't a huge problem, and honestly, like, I'm sure girls do it more. If I was a guy and a girl had Snapchat filters, swipe left. I hate that. Especially when it's, like, the ones, like, it's annoying enough when it's a filter, but when it's one of the face filters where it's, like, cat glasses, like, instant swipe left i do like, not what want is to that see that on your dating app it does not belong there like you the fact that you took that picture and then saved it and then uploaded it to your dating profile it's an ick for sierra it is and it also so, changes your face and like right? your exactly. anyways so you can't even tell what you look like that's the you know, whole point of a dating app which like, i know pictures. that part of the reason is probably because they want to look better and i'm just like that grosses me out the fact that you think a snapchat filter is gonna make you look better because it won't yeah i just do not like it so um and then next one is also if they post like a lot or multiple selfies of like their pictures that they choose i just am not a selfie person like i haven't even ever i've never used a selfie on my dating apps pictures yeah i don't think i have either i don't take selfies yeah i don't like i never i never have enough confidence in what i look like to be sitting and taking pictures like not since middle school have i done that i don't think um it's just not like i definitely look better in pictures that like are just up yeah Someone and else is sitting there taking picture, or it's like timer cam. I don't care. And this is like honestly, some people can't take good selfies. So I'm not saying this like is something like people can't be doing. It's just like not a thing that I do. And then like the idea I don't of want you like multiple... sitting there taking a picture, I think that's like what does it for me. Yeah. Like I feel like one selfie is fine. Like I understand what you look like. Great. And maybe like a group selfie is gonna be a little different. But like I don't want to swipe through just selfie after selfie. I get what you look like. Mm-hmm. It didn't change. Or I feel like sometimes guys don't take as much pictures as girls, and so they're, like, they don't have that many pictures, so, like, they yeah. have to take a selfie, but then it's just, like, it's awkward, because you can tell, like, they took it for, like, the purpose of, like, their dating profile, be like, here's what I look like. Yeah. Um, next is Jim Brosa. Jim Bro Pictures. Here's the, again, if you're, like, a huge lifter, and you are trying to draw in maybe, like, a huge lifter partner, then, like, maybe you're gonna find that person with that picture. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone is doing what they want to do for a purpose, I feel like. It's just not for me. So, I see that, and my idea is that you want people to know that you, like, look good, or you, like, you have a physique that you're, like, look at me, which I think is fine, okay? I'm not, like, someone who's, like, oh, like, they're trying to, like, show off their body. Like, I don't really care about that, but do it in a more subtle context. May I suggest a lake house picture, a beach picture. Like, something that actually provides purpose, gives you a sense of personality, says, oh, this person likes going to the beach, or this person, like, goes to, like, it's more context than just, like, you lift. And, because you look at the picture, if you're in good shape, I'm gonna assume you lift or work out or do something. I'm guessing you don't just look like that by doing nothing. So, I just feel like guys need to do a better job from what I've seen of, like, using good pictures that, like, they feel good in and also like provide more context as to like who they are as a person mm-hmm. and what they find interesting and or, like if yeah. you're hiking i feel like you know yeah. that's like it shows you're outdoorsy it shows you like to hike you know and that's the kind of same thing i feel like you'd still be able to like get like a physique-esque appearance i don't know yeah picture so stuff like that and then all group picks when it's just not gonna figure out who you are honestly i'm not going to put in the effort like there have been times where i've like seen like three group pictures and I'm like 
do I like try and figure out who it is? And, and I'm like, like, okay, I see like this guy's in this picture twice, but I'm like, oh, but like this guy's in it twice too. Like, because sometimes they have to do the like, picture and cross reference that too. Sometimes there's, I just like, don't, I'm a cuter person in the group trying <laughs> to figure out, and then it's like, are, are they that person or not? But then sometimes you just have to look, have to look at one picture and be like, are any of these guys cute? And then mm-hmm. if the answer is no, then that's easy. What I found is if it's a pic- if it's a picture of two guys to start, I'll be like, okay, this one's the cuter one, and then like nine times out of ten, it's the second one who's not as cute. Yeah, that's always <laughs> that's nice. Okay, so then next we have every pick is a going out pick. This is just a me personally type thing. Um, we're obviously not going to be a good match if you enjoy going out a lot and I don't. So it's like just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I swipe left for you, not for me. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I do it for both. Um, next one we have. Okay, so then we said there needs to be some semblance of personality in your pictures. Like, who are you? Who are you as a person? I'm trying to think, like, what kind of pictures did you use? Mm. What know. was your personality? <laughs> um, I feel like I u- mostly use ones of like when I you're just traveling. Like, traveling uh, that's when I take like the most late pictures. pictures. I agree. Like that's that's the one I take the most pictures that are like interesting pictures that I feel like I look pretty decent in. Um, I'm not like I don't hardly ever take pictures in Iowa City. Like I just don't. Yeah. So that was like really all I probably had. Um. Okay. So. <sighs> Bio related stuff. You know, we've been talking a lot about pictures. Personality matters, too. You can't really pick up on personality through a dating app, That's, but you can try. I also don't like when people have, like, blank bios because, like, sometimes, like, even if your pictures are good, if I'm just, like, I, like, literally do not know anything about you, yeah. like, even just a hint of personality. Like, I got nothing. So, that's gonna, I gotta be honest, like, when I was on dating apps, like, that's probably where I, like, just did not. Mine was literally just go hawks. <laughs> Mine was probably, I did not know what to put. Right? And I was, like... I'm gonna be honest, I, like, used, like, the whole fact that girls probably have it easier on dating apps, and I was just, like, I used my best pictures, I said, like, University of Iowa, whatever year I was graduating, and, like, I figured that would be enough. I've gotta be honest, like, that was it. Yeah. And I was being harsher so, than that. I, get, I admit, I'm not, not perfect in well, that. Well, honestly, like, I wouldn't, if I thought a guy was cute and I liked his pictures, if they had that as their bio, well, I would, I would be fine with that, too. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just not saying, to be, like, there's a double standard. I know, I'm just saying, I know I lacked with that, because I was, like, I don't know what to put here. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, a lot of stuff that, like, I would think about putting, and I'd be like, I hate that, so. I'd be like, I'd be like, do I try to be funny? But I'm like, I don't think I'm, like, a generally, like, funny person. Like, like I think I'm. not funny enough to be, like, I'm going to use, like, a pun as my yeah. bio. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, first one, bio-related, uh, six foot two, because that matters. Or any, like, height. Usually have to be over six foot if they actually say that in their bio. But, like, instant swipe left. Hate that so much. It doesn't matter. Because you're the, one that, you're the one that says it matters. Exactly. It's annoying because they're, like, six foot because that matters. And it's, like, you're the one that put it in your bio. Like, yeah. if you didn't put it in your bio, you just assume that people are going to assume you're less than six foot. Here's the thing that bothers me with that is, like, I I would prefer to date someone taller, okay? And they don't have to be over six foot. But, like, I would prefer to date someone taller. So, I'm not saying that I don't care about height. But the, th- the fact that they, like, we would eventually cross that bridge if we got to it if we got there, whatever. But, like, do not put that in your bio. <laughs> okay. Maybe um, they find that it, like, weeds people out faster. I don't know. I just hate it. Maybe. But, like, you ha- if they are that tall, then I I feel like it comes across in your pictures. You can tell tall versus short versus mid-energy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, next one is one that Megan put. She said, probably any office reference. <laughs> I said, best for the both of us. We just don't watch The Office, and not to say, like, oh, I wouldn't date someone who would, like, watch The Office, but, like, I just feel like office people are a certain breed, and they like other office office people. people. I was, like, my thought process for this is if you like The Office so much that you're putting The Office in your bio as, like, a reference to something, you're going to want someone or to date someone who understands that reference. I just feel like that's, it's that important to you, and that's okay. (laughs) That's okay if that's what you need. I'm just not the person. I can't be that for you. Um, next one is big for me. Everyone, I've seen a lot of people with this, with this in their bio, which honestly respect to them because, like, they're being honest and putting it out there, but, like, the 420 friendly stuff, obviously, like, I get why they would put that, but that is just, like, a hard swipe left for me. I do not want it, mm-hmm. and so that's that. Um, next one, too many emojis. I feel like I didn't come across this, like, too often, but, like, you guys know how me and Sierra feel about emojis, and we don't like them, so too many, gotta go. You know what I think is weird? I don't know how many, like, you, how many profiles you saw like this, but, like, people that, you know how there's, like, videos? I always just never understood the point of putting in the video because it only lasts, like, one or two seconds. It's and like half the time I couldn't tell what's going on. Boomerang or something. Yeah. Like, what was your opinion on that? 
Um, I didn't see them that often, so half the time I feel like most of the time like a moving was, picture. Like it'd be like I feel like most of the time it was like for four twenty people, just like it literally a, was. I don't know if you can use cloud for non vaping stuff, honestly, but blowing a cloud, doing no, stuff like that. I agree. So too. I saw that a lot too. All right, so we have one more thought on dating apps, and it's uh, another bio one. It's just the I don't have like a sentence in mind, but just like right, I don't either. Uh, any guy who like try and make people like feel bad or like pity them for like oh, no one likes me, so I'm no here on here on this me. app, or like. There's also some people that will, like, preemptively, like, they must have had, like, bad experiences on the dating app and be like, swipe left if you, like, whatever. Like, I don't know, okay? I can't think of anything specific, but or just, like... have you seen, like, do not match with me if you will not message me or, like, respond? Yeah, just, like, weird stuff like that where I'm like, no one is going to match you if that's what you have in your bio. Like, good luck it's with like, that. like, I feel like weird condescending um, stuff private, about girls and it's just yeah. like, you're trying to match with a girl, are you not? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, like, I do think people do it as, like, if they had bad experiences... Or, like, maybe they even, like, didn't have that as their bio. Like, they're not getting matches. They, like, have that in their bio preemptively because they're mad, because they're angry. And now they can kind of at least say, like, oh, like, I'm probably not getting matches because I have, like, this thing in my bio. If I had to guess, I would say that they, like, were already angry before getting on the app. And they only just, like, wanted to, like, spread their anger and, like, have women see it. And, like, yeah. so that's the only way they knew how to do it. Not, like, that's not a very common occurrence. It's not, but, but um, I've seen it. Something I noticed and I was, like... Good luck getting matches with that. Oh, yeah, good luck. Every girl's going to see that and be like, yeah, that's the guy I want. I mean, I actually, like, I want to start, like, a... Could you imagine, like, if he... he I want to talk shocked, him, right? If you ever got a match and be like, you saw my bio? Yeah. Okay, so that was all we had for, honestly, like, the dating portion of the existential crisis thing. I hope you guys enjoyed that because that was, like, the meat of the episode. But we didn't want to talk about... And we obviously didn't come to any conclusions. So if you guys are... I feel like a lot of you, like, listeners will probably just have similar experiences to us. So if you do... Let's chat. Okay, kids. That's the next thing. Um, this one's actually kind of funny because I feel like it's more of an opposite thing for me because, you know, I could say, like, oh, like, I worry about, like, getting married and, like, that timeline stuff. And, like, I suppose you could say or, like, I could say that maybe, like, I want to get married before I'm 30 because of, like, the so-called biological clock that women have when it comes to kids. But I am honestly in no rush to have kids. So when it comes to, like, the whole timing thing for me, when it, like, about kids, I'm more so just, like, I envision having kids, and I've always said I want kids, but, like, I have never once had baby fever. Like, Sierra saw a TikTok that really resonated with her. Well, yeah, it was basically, like, this girl just sitting there talking about, like, does anyone else, like, they've never gotten baby fever, and, like, they know they want to have kids, but, like, they've never wanted to, like, have kids. They just assume, like, you assume you're gonna want to have kids eventually. Yeah. And that eventually that'll change. That's what resonates with me, because, like, I picture having a family and, like, all of that fun stuff. But to say, like, oh, like, you see, like, a cute baby, and you're like, I want babies, and I'm like, no. That has literally never, never happened, happened to me. In my life. Like, I've never experienced that. Ever. Or it's like, I, I don't want to say, like, I don't like babies, but, like, I've never been, like, strongly, like, you know, drawn to children and babies. And honestly, like, what gives me hope is, like, our mom, like, we've talked about this with her, too, and she also is like, I've never been, like, super interested in, like, other people's babies, but, like, you have your own, and it's different, so I'm just like... It makes me so uncomfortable idea. when people ask if I want to hold their baby because I'm just like, no. Like, <laughs> and then quite frankly, like, not? Like, quite frankly, I don't want to. Like, no, it's not, I don't like, want to hold any baby. It's not a nervous thing. I do not want to hold your baby just because. No, because it's annoying because then you're holding a baby and you're bored because you're just holding a baby. And then you're like, here's your baby. People, like, you're supposed then, to admire how cute the baby is. No, and then you're going to give the baby back and they'll be like, oh, well, like, you don't want to hold it anymore. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to hold it in the first place. Yeah. I'm just, like, not a baby person. Like, I'm going to have kids for the sole purpose of, like, having people I can actually talk to Literally. when I'm older. Like, I do – maybe I'll, like, the baby stage when I'm a parent, okay? I, think, I don't know. But I think I when just, I'm a grandparent, that's when I'll be like, oh, my God, like, have a baby, like, to my kids. But, like, for me, I'll be like, no rush. No rush, girl. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, or the other thing I want to add on to that is I know that a lot of people who – never picture themselves even, like, wanting kids. So, like, I'm, you know, at least a step past that where it's, like, I know I do want to have kids, but I've heard people never thinking they wanted kids and then they get into a relationship with someone and they're, like, I really, like, want this person to, like, be the father, like, of my children. Or, like, this person would be a really great parent and, like, that makes me want to have kids. So, maybe I'll have something like that happen. Where it just, like, comes Where I'm just, like, okay. I could, like, actually picture having kids. Yeah. It's hard to picture when we're so far, like, we're so far from that. Mm Mm-hmm. I was looking for another word. So far distance <laughs> away from that i don't know um so that was pretty much all we had for kid related stuff 
Um, the last thing was just, like, a short little segment of, like, PT school and also just, like, work. And this is, again, it's a small thing, but I thought it was, like, notable and that it fit with the theme of the existential crisis of today's episode. So, um, this semester for PT school, we have five clinical days, and this is our first, like, full day clinicals. I've only ever, like, prior to this semester, I've only ever shadowed for a full day one time because I did it inpatient at a hospital, and that was even probably, like, eight to three just because they let me leave early, um, but usually, like, you don't have the opportunity usually to be in the clinic or shadowing for, like, a full day. It just doesn't usually happen from my experience anyways, and so this semester, I've done two of them now, and at my first one especially, it was just, like, I had this, like, thought of just, like, I am, like, going through all of this to eventually, like, get a, you know, assuming full-time job where this is what I'm doing all day, every day, for the rest of my working life, you know? It was, like, one of those moments where I know that's not a unique experience for most people, but I've, like, lived a pretty flexible life, and, like, that was just kind of, like, a shock. And I do feel like it's important to, like, point out, like, Megan's not sitting here being like, oh my god, like, I shouldn't have gone to PT yeah. school. It's like, this would have happened with literally any career path I would have gone into. I think it's a common thought that people have, even in their jobs now, where it's like, this is what I'm doing with the rest of my life. Um, and this was just, like, the first time that I really had, like, a moment to even, like, have that thought process, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's something everyone thinks and everyone has on their plate. This was just, like, the first time it happened to me. And so, Yeah. But I feel like I still, like, I've been there, like, my second time that I was at the clinic, like, I didn't really, like, have that thought process. And right now, I've only really been in, like, outpatient clinics, and, like, I don't know if that's for me. I feel more drawn to, like, different um, settings than that, that I feel like I'd be more excited in and where time would, like, go by faster. And I don't know what that means for me yet. And Mm -hmm. the exciting thing is that, like, I think one of the things that I'm, like, really brings me back to, like, being excited about PT is, one, like, I really believe in it and I think it works and I think that you have like the power to like influence people in a lot of ways but also like the um salary is pretty decent um the settings that you have the options to like move around to within your career are huge like you have so many different options and like that would kind of like help with burnout prevention I think Mm -hmm. and also like there's even options for different amounts of time that you want to work like you could work part-time you could do job sharing like that's a pretty common thing Mm -hmm. you could work full-time obviously um there's probably some situations where you could do like three 12-hour shifts or like you could do nine to five or whatever it is eight to five I don't know Mm -hmm. so I'm just like that is stuff that like makes me excited that I know that PT has that to offer at Mm -hmm. least I agree um the last other thing like related to uh career specifically I thought was like also relevant to timing because we kind of talked about it recently but imposter syndrome in the sense of I, you know, see, I've shadowed a lot of PTs, and I, obviously, we work with a lot of PTs, both in our faculty, and then, like Megan said, in our clinicals, and I'm just like, you guys know what you're doing, you haven't figured out, when does that happen, exactly? Yeah. Like, when do you feel like you are good at your job? I will say, because we just started a case-based learning class again, which, like, we did that first semester, too, and it's just, like, over Zoom, we're meeting with, like, um in small groups with a PT and, like, talking over, like, these pretend cases, and, like, first semester first semester, I remember feeling so clueless. Like, I didn't know what I was looking for. I just didn't know what to even be thinking as a PT. I don't know how you felt, but I was just like, I don't know what we're doing. It was like a shoulder case or something for like the first thing we did. And I was like, people are talking about like adhesive capsulitis. Yeah. I just, they're like frozen shoulder. I was like, what are you guys talking about? And so this semester, I do feel like I actually like have learned enough stuff to like have a grasp on like the things we're talking about. And I'm not confused about what we're talking about or differential diagnosis I can like put things in that I think are more likely that Mm -hmm. aren't super likely so I'm like I've already seen growth happen um it just we've got to keep going yeah and just like I wanted to relate this to um the annoyance that I have with like you know in my head I like to think like oh once I graduate like then I'll be ready but I think that imposter syndrome like continues on into your career until you like really find that sweet spot of like feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. going into work and like you have it kind of nailed down and I kind of wanted Megan to touch on a video that she saw a couple yeah. weeks ago. I honestly, it sucks. I can't remember the name of this channel, but it was a um, dentist channel, and he was like a pretty young guy. I think he's like in his later twenties, 
and his wife is also a a dentist, but she graduated dental school, like, I think four years after he did, so he's been practicing for, actually, like, maybe six years, I don't know, she, like, is new to practicing, and he's been practicing for six years, I think, and so they did a video where it was just them talking about, like, their different experiences with her being a new grad and also him being a pretty experienced dentist, and, you know, one of the questions was, like, do you feel like you go into work stressed or, like, that you have to, like, bring work home at all? And her answer was kind of, like, I do feel like that I have to, like, I carry a little bit of stress, not so much in, like, not knowing what I'm going to do, but just, like, making sure that I'm, like, doing everything right for my patient that I'm supposed to be doing and, like, remembering everything I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, sometimes, like, I think she made it sound like she was in a place where she, like, was able to have, like, more of a mentor and he, like, when he graduated, went to, like, a very rural place where he was, like, one of the main dentists and kind of had to, like, step it up without even having a mentor. That would be scary. And he said he, like had to, like, learn a lot, but, like, he also felt comfortable doing that, so you have to gauge just, like, your personal, um, preference with that, but, like, his wife was, like, needing that mentor, and I feel like that's how I'm gonna feel, probably, and so it's just, like, she was saying, you know, sometimes, like, yeah, when I come home from work, like, I want to, like, work a little bit more on a couple cases and, like, figure out what I want to do for them, and he was, like, you know, six years out, I work nine to four thirty, and I come home, and I don't think about work at all, and he's not stressed at work, so I think it's Mm -hmm. just, like, you just need to be in it for the long haul and yeah. know that it will come eventually. And all of our profess like all of our faculty say the same thing too. Like you'll, it'll make more sense like once you get like clinical experience. Yeah. Like- I know. It's like it's the good side of knowing that it's <clears throat> not just you that's experiencing that, but it's also like the annoyance of just like I just have to like work through it. Wait till it clicks. <laughs> There's no magic like button that I can press to just be like, oh I get it. Like I understand every like clinical thing ever. Yeah. But that's kind of uh the last thing we had on our list. Yeah. About existential crises, crises. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed chatting about this with you guys. So if you guys did, make sure you subscribe. Um, you could leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, and we really appreciate that. We have merch. I don't know if we plugged that in a while. And again, go comment on whatever we post on Instagram so you guys can help me out. Yeah, with some ideas, or just talk about you know your experiences yeah. too. You might not have like any. We ideas. really like if you guys don't like, say anything about this episode, I'm gonna be, like, we just had, like, a one-sided conversation, so you guys have to, like, go tell us things. Yeah. (laughs) Or DM us, that's fine, too. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye!